Ready, man. Ready. Hey! Gonna take a lot to drag you away from me. There's nothing that a hundred million more men could ever do. And I suck singing. I bless the rains down in Africa. Gonna take the time to do the things we never had. Well, there's a, uh, a reason why I'm singing that in such great harmony. Um, that's going to be a, a laid-back topic that we're going to talk about later um, after we get done with some serious stuff and catch up with Doug and Karen Mondo, who I have here tonight. Welcome them back into the United States of America. Hello, hello. Um, Thank you. Um, we're going to definitely indulge on their uh, dream trip. I think, is that your second trip out to Africa? Yep. <laughs> People will die to go out there for just one time and uh, never have that opportunity and put it on a bucket list and the bucket runs dry and they never seem to get there. They usually wind up in the casket before they can get to that place. But uh, they, they, the two of them were blessed enough to be uh, on a second trip to Africa, and I'll tell you what, they've got some um, real intense video footage of up-and-close animals and, I mean, just things that you would never believe that they, they put their life in the hands of a African tour guide, right? <laughs> he wasn't from British, right? Britain, he was from Africa, right? Yeah, no, these guys are, you know, the real deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, and they were in a, in a like a... A, a, a vehicle with no roof, or was it a Jeep or something? Yeah, it's a Land Rover, yeah. but it's got no roof. So we'll get into that uh, about that. But uh, I want to welcome everybody back to the Vinnie Marino podcast. Um, we had a little hiatus. Uh, uh, you know, it, it seems like I've been gone forever, but last week we had some uh, the studio, uh, producer Jesse's studio with Space Coast Podcast, had uh, an anomaly with their uh, equipment, and there was some problem with streaming and. You know, we could have did a show, but it would have been taped, and uh, I don't like doing taped. I like doing live, so we postponed last week, and um, we were going to have Doug on then, and Doug was uh, traveling. Like I said, he was all over the world, and when he got back from Africa, he was um, in somewhere else at some conference, and he's been gone everywhere, and um, Karen's been uh, luckily enough to be able to travel with him because it's summer break, and um, Karen's got a lot of free time, and um, so... Well, we're going to catch up on a couple news things, and then uh, we're going to get right into uh, Doug and Karen. Uh, they got a lot of important information to update us on the Survive First Foundation. So um, let's go with um, – let me start off with last week they had the um, the kickoff of Donald Trump's uh, current president's uh, rally. Did you guys watch that? No. It was 80 minutes. Were you guys in Africa? We're, I was somewhere. I yeah. But he had um, – he had he spoke for 80 minutes. Um he did. He did a really good. I think he really did. He did a really good um, kickoff. He was in Orlando. Um, they had a lot of protesters, and uh, you know they had the big thing. They took a GoFundMe page, and they these uh, liberals, uh, snowflakes. They had a, a blow up doll of Donald Trump and baby diapers, and uh, they were out there parading around like fools. But um, I thought it was kind of funny. I looked up something, and, and Donald Trump, uh, we all know, is very outspoken. He really, you know, does what he does, and. I'm sure he pisses a lot of his staff off because, you know, they're telling him no, 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 and he does whatever he does. But I, I looked up some of the names that he's calling some of these Democratic uh, contenders for the uh, 2020 election. And um, if you know any of them, Bernie Sanders, you know what he nicknames him? He, I thought it was funny. Crazy Bernie. Crazy Bernie Sanders. Uh, he's got Creepy Joe Biden. Also <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden. 1% Joe Biden, which I think is. Uh, then there's Elizabeth Warren. He calls her Pocahontas. 
Um, there's another guy called uh, Pete uh, Butterig. I don't know. He's he's. They call him Alfred Newman. Uh, Snow Snow Woman Amy Globoucher, lightweight Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, Bill de Blasio, he calls him the worst mayor in the United States, which I agree with him on that. Who's he a mayor for, do you know? Who? The, the guy you just said. That guy, de Blasio? He's a mayor in New York. Oh. Oh, he sucks, man. He sucks. Uh, I don't know if the NYPD like him, but um, so you'll, oh, by the way, you'll see me drinking this red cup. Um, Doug brought in, uh, and we'll get into that too, but Doug is sponsoring the drinks tonight. It was uh, supplied to us by the dirty ore, not the dirty whore that people have. <laughs> when you say it, if you gotta, you gotta hear it twice. Dirty ore, dirty ore. Especially me, because I yeah. talk funny. I'm surprised. Uh, they supplied Doug with a beer that they are gonna sponsor for Doug. It's gonna in the name of Survive First for his foundation. So all the proceeds will go uh, towards his foundation and his cause that he's been so desperately trying to get the word out. And hopefully he's getting a lot of good reception from uh, agencies all over the United States. Oh yeah. But um, and it's a um, tell us what it is real quick, Doug. Well, I'm a very he's probably gonna have to read it. Yeah, I'm a very uneducated beer person. You need my glasses? No. Oh, it's no. an old man writing. It's, it's big. Uh, yeah. So the Dirty Ore made it, obviously. Um, and they are a they are a brewery in Cocoa Village. Uh-huh. They're uh, you know next to Norman's, right there on 520 in Hewlett on the corner. Um, they've been real big supporters of law enforcement since they opened up. They've mm-hmm. uh, done. They actually provided all the free beer at the 5K we did last mm-hmm. January. But anyway, they um, so they approached us. They said that hey, we want to make this beer for your foundation. A hundred percent of the proceeds will, whenever somebody buys uh, Everyone's Hero, will go to Survive First. Awesome. You know they believe in the cause. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we're also going to touch in once we get into the Survive First Foundation. We're going to come up with some newly um, uh, published uh, statistics as far as the amount of suicides and comparisons to line of duty deaths. And um, but that is a seven point eight. I tasted it. I'm not a beer drinker, but um, it I couldn't nail the flavor down. But producer Jesse, who is um, he brought in a, a Bud Light, but we just tainted him with this <laughs> dirty ore beer, <laughs> and uh, he he hit the nail on the head. It, it tastes like um, like a like a citrusy grapefruit. Mm type thing i couldn't figure it out because you know but it's it's very good it's a ip is that what i call it it's an ipa it's 7.8 percent alcohol that's pretty important to me if you but go that, to, that's the important part for me yeah but if you go to our facebook page there is a very good description in chris. a video yes chris, chris gives, one of the owners uh, he, he actually it. made the beer yeah. and he gives a very good description and it's going to be on survive first uh facebook page you can see that but we're gonna we're gonna get into that, um, and we'll we'll talk more about the Survive First Foundation. We'll talk more about the Dirty Ore. Uh, we'll talk about their African um, safari, and um, and that is I, I I'm telling you right now, man. That I'd be scared shitless if if you've seen the videos, and I I think she might have it on her page, but um, they were they were um, within an arm's length of a gigantic elephant, and um, who knows what them things will do, but. So, oh, I, I know what, what do you think about this? Um, I've been watching this, and, I, and I'm going, why the hell are people still going over there? The, the American deaths in the Dominican Republic. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that, with that country. Um, there was 10 deaths in the last year, and people are still going there. I don't, I don't get it. I, mean, I think it's been even more recently. I think, I think I looked at it. It was about 10 deaths 
and uh, just recently there was one on like June 10th or June 19th. But what the f is going on? I mean, I don't, I don't know where they're. You know, I don't get it. The guy who there's one guy over there. I watched an interview. He was a billionaire, a Dominican Republic billionaire, and he's telling you know that hey man, the U.S. have bad habits. They drink a lot. They you know they don't get health checks and they die. So he's blaming on that. He said this country's safe. My families have never had problems. Like I can't. But he's a billionaire. You think he walks the streets of the Dominican Republic? No, uh, he's got so. And, and when you go to the DR, you you're not cruising around neighborhoods or cities. You're those, those places. You stay at the resort. You, it's not well. There, it's. I think they were saying at the Hard Rock, and they're drinking yeah. out of that supposedly the bar, the liquor bar. I could. Tell, I, mean, I could probably pretty much nail it on the head. What what the issue is? The issue. It's the same thing in Mexico. It's the same thing in South Central America. The they're such poor countries that when you're poor and you're starving, you will do some desperate things. Desperate people will, do des or yeah, de desperate measures. I've seen it with my own eyes, and yeah. I, I've, I've experienced it, and. Uh, I mean, I could tell you countless stories of where they would, you know, they'll kill you in Brazil for your shoes. Yeah, yeah. So, Oof. you know. Make sure they, I wear flip-flops. We, we can Fit end, right in. We keep it up. <laughs> we're going to end up just like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know things I mean? are getting increasingly worse here. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of um, officers being killed in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I touched on another, I want to touch on another little thing that I've been watching, trying to keep up with, but it's really tight-lipped. They don't show any videos or anything. Is there that Navy SEAL that's on trial for uh, murder? He's being court-martialed, and um, supposedly he—it's uh, a Chief Edward Gallagher. He's a 19-year vet in the uh, Navy. Um, he was a Navy SEAL, and supposedly he killed—he supposedly stabbed one ISIS prisoner, uh, one who's directly a terrorist, and uh, he used—he was at a sniper post and he shot and killed some civilians. So they, he's on trial right now. The defense has now got the case. And um, he thinks he's going to be vindicated. One of the SEALs who was testifying against him, who brought it up, originally said that he saw him stab one of the prisoners, had said on the stand now that, no, I killed, I choked one of them to death. So now there's, everything's getting twisted. And, you know, the president of the United States, no matter who it is, Trump, Obama, anybody, they have the right to pardon. And, and Donald Trump was already considering pardon this uh, Navy SEAL on the war crimes. They, they have that authority to, mm. to pardon them. So, so that was a, that trial's going on. I, I wish the guy the best, you know, the guys, I mean, you know, I mean, who, who the hell is going to, I understand we can't do certain things, but you know, they they want death to America and you know, but I don't think that he did what he did. So I don't um, care if he did or not. He needs to walk. Yeah. I mean, He's, he, and, and the guys who, who ratted on him, if he did it, I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, they'll, 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 they'll give him his, his deal. Yeah. And then last week, I, was, I, was, I thought another story was funny, and it comes to the, uh, you know, all the shit that's coming in this country. The federal agent seized um, $1 billion worth of cocaine from a, a shipping tr uh, boat, shipping tanker coming in. It was the largest bust in the United States. 16 and a half tons of cocaine. Okay. The um, they they called the container ship was called at was called at the it was at the Freeport and Grand Bahamas, and it had been to Panama, Peru, and Colombia, and it was on its way to the Netherlands. But we got it over here. It was in one of our ports. Um, so that was they basically brought dogs on the ship, and the dogs probably I mean they had it in these uh, little containers, these cargo shipping containers inside the ship. I so they all got arrested. Um, some pissed off people in the Netherlands. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, if, <laughs> if it was going, if it was going there, and then also I heard today that uh, 
Dog the Bounty Hunter, his wife, um, mm-hmm. Beth Chapman, had uh, succumbed to uh, her um, throat cancer and died today at a young age of 51. That's yes. very sad. That's um, really young. You know, people want to say what they want about Dog, but, I mean, he's, he's a good guy. He loved his wife, um, I mean, till the very end. I mean, it was he was very uh, involved with his wife and her, and her recovery and, and all that was going on through that. Uh, another story I want to touch on I thought was kind of funny was Walt Disney World. A woman uh, filed a lawsuit after she suffered traumatic brain injury and a uh, herniated disc in her neck after she was struck in the head by a Disney res- at a Disney resort by a bird. <laughs> I read that. No, by a bird. And this was in May of 2017. Her attorney claims that the force from the bird was like being hit in the head by a baseball. So she accuses Disney of failing to properly warn visitors of the dangers seasonal seasonal nesting birds pose towards tourists. So she's uh, she was walking along a dock at the uh, Polynesian Resort, and one of these fucking birds came flying along and hit her in the head. And she, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, she's now suing them. And, and you know, and I guarantee you, I mean, it ain't like the, the poor kid that got eaten by the alligator. No, that's yeah. tragic. I mean, yeah. this I girl mean, here, I mean, anybody where they see, you know what? In my opinion, fuck Disney in a sense because they're all they do is, is rip people off. They raise prices, and you know they're offering right now. I hear they're offering a law enforcement first responders deal. So if you're interested, look it up. I think it's for hotels, not for the resorts. Have you so. had your ice cream taken by a seagull at Magic Kingdom? That's what you had. Uh, oh, yeah, them seagulls several are vicious. times. Seagulls are vicious. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should hire an attorney. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. Um, I'm traumatized from a kid from that Snow White. Man, that shit scared the hell out of me, man. Back in the day. I ain't been on it since. And then, <laughs> and then them little creepy things, man. What's it, babe? The, you know, you're in the boat, and all the little oh, fucking um, creatures. It's a small world. Holy oh, shit, dude. Are oh, you talking it. about the ride? Yeah, yeah the ride. terrified oh, of the creature, ride. Them little freaking voodoo are you, dolls. Are you, are you have a midget phobia? I mean, I'm scared of everything. Clown phobia. Clown Oh, my God. So you never seen the movie It? Oh fuck! No, oh, no. dude, I'd love to say you. Oh, I'd take. I'd pay for your popcorn. Man, my career at Coco PD. That's all they did. Them jackasses hired clowns to come into the department. <laughs> they put them in my car, man. They put marionettes in my car. They were always messing with me, man. Oh my god! It was good fun, though. I mean, you know, guys <laughs> like, it sucked for me, but I was glad all my guys got to get a kick out. <laughs> and uh, one more thing that uh, I found interesting that. Um, you know, we got this, uh, the women's soccer team, you know, uh, the U.S. Started. women's soccer team. <laughs> um, they, I don't know who they played a couple weeks ago, but they beat the shit out of them. They had, like, the most goals ever, any team has ever scored. I don't know, 13? What was it, Producer Jesse, you know? Yeah, uh, I think it was 14, like 13. Like, yeah, uh, and people were complaining because the, the American girls were cheering too much. And I mean, <laughs> get over it, man. Well, in soccer, man, that's a disgrace. You yeah. Shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. And what pissed me off is is now you think that this bullshit that Car- Colin Kaepernick started with the kneeling ha- has been set aside. No. This girl from, you know, she's the star player on the uh, team, uh, Megan Rabble. Rapinori, I can't even pronounce her name. I really don't care to pronounce it right, so I hope I'm butchering it. She's <laughs> kneeling for the national anthem. Um, she won't even sing. She won't do anything. And uh, Donald Trump had um, told the soccer team that he's going to invite them to the White House, win or lose. And she responds, "I am not going to no fucking White House." So I mean, and well, he's you see what happened to her. I think it was yesterday. No, what happened? She set the bench for the whole game. Well, good for her. 
I mean, a little taste. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, again, they're doing this kneeling crap. I think the NFL got their 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 um, talking to. I don't think we'll see that anymore through the NFL. I hope not. Uh, if they want to kneel, they can kneel in the locker room or anything else. But uh, yeah, I think they they came into that. Um, I you know I I see where all these people are coming from, and I agree with them in a sense. But I think there's a time and a place for everything. Um, and I think when it comes to disrespecting your country in any shape or fashion, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be done in, in certain capacities. I mean, you know, you don't go to another country like the World Cup, right, and go into another country and kneel down and disrespect your country. How's it look? And in front of it, you, you, on a world stage. So, I, I, you know, she should be sitting on the bench. Yeah, it, like there's a time and a place, and. I, part of her argument in the women's soccer team, I just had this conversation with Karen yesterday, is, there be, is they, don't, they want equal rights of paying for the professional females. And I get it. They're, they yeah. deserve it. I get women's golf is totally right. different from right. the men's golf and pay. But you also got to understand, if you look at the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup, Men's World Cup, you better buy your ticket five years in advance. Oh, yeah. Well, they draw right? a bigger crowd. I mean, there's... There's empty seats. Half the stadium's empty yeah. for the women. So it doesn't bring the revenue. So you're going to get paid by the revenue. When yep. I played soccer professionally, it was $30,000 a year contract. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't leave my house for 30000 now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Well, you look at, let's look at it. You know, the, <laughs> the WNBA, the WNBA, you know, they're, they, they don't have the... The, they don't draw the revenue. They don't have the sponsors, so they can't pay them. You know, golf is the same thing. Now, women's volleyball, maybe, because they wear bikinis and shit, and guys watch it. They just watch it for the bikinis, you know. I always wondered, why do they have to wear that for the evocative shit? But they know. They know the game, man. I mean, I, I'd watch it. I mean, why do I care about a Victoria's Secret lingerie show? I ain't going to buy it, but it's good to look at. So it brings the ratings up. But you know, women's golf—they don't—they don't have the sponsors, man. It, it doesn't draw the attention that the men's do. I mean, yeah, men basketball—they slam dunk. They, you know, they're roughhousing. Um, Golf—they hit the balls like fucking rockets, you know. So, but yeah, so you know what? Hey, man, it is what it is, man. It's, it's never. I still wish him luck. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that soccer's my sport. I yeah, man. Win or lose, man. man. Yeah. Uh, the president's inviting him to the White House, and if that girl doesn't want to go, shame on her, man. Yeah. So and he said, "Win or lose, they're coming." You know, if you got a problem with the president, if her grief or beef or whatever is with the president, why would you not want to go to his house and pull him aside and go, "Hey, jackass, I got an issue with this. Can mm-hmm. we talk about it?" Instead of rooting them, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, tonight um, at nine o'clock, and we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here in just a minute, and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to dive right into the survive first. Um, but tonight at nine o'clock is the uh, part one of the. Part one of two of the enormous army of Democrats that are trying to put Donald Trump to sleep on 2020. They all have a dream. Um, tonight's going to be the first 10. Um, I think the, the, the ones who they really are looking out for is just Elizabeth Warren. They all worried about where they're lined up on the stage, how what it plays a part on. Um, the joke is going to be, you know, this Cory Booker, whatever. You know, the Senator Booker, you got um, one, two, three, four, like four senators um, former uh, House of Representatives, one guy's a mayor, and one guy's a former um, HUD secretary. So, whatever. Uh, they're only going to get like 60 seconds apiece. It's going to be a big freaking commercial. They're not going to be able to do anything but just run their mouth for 60 seconds. And then tomorrow night we'll have Sleepy Joe and Crazy Bernie who wants to get rid of everybody's uh, 
uh, college tuition, which is going to be a fun way to what he's going to do with that. And Karen, your chair is sinking more and more. Pretty soon you're going to be on the damn floor. I keep moving. Karen's chair is going down. She's she's about third grade level right now. I put on about ten pounds in Africa. Oh yeah. <laughs> gonna talk, take some time to put me away from you. She needs a hey, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break and then we're going to come right back in with some uh, survive first yeah. updates and uh, where which direction they've been going and where they've been. So. Stay tuned. We'll be just uh, gone for a minute. Don't go away. We're done with all that bullshit gossip, so it's time to get serious. Make sure you check out Space Cowboy Justice Space with Cowboy your Justice. hosts, Cowboy Blake Stewart Justice. and Paul Daly. We're going to be talking about interesting legal issues in the entertainment industry and everything geek. If you're into Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, comic books, we're talking about it. Coming at you from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. Steven. Well, yes, Christopher. What are you doing? I am scribing down some ideas for the next podcast of the Black Dog Confessional. Oh, hmm. Mitzi had spoke of that. She said it is rather wonderful. Well, you know, we tried to succeed, Christopher. We tried to succeed. We're talking about all the proper etiquette techniques that we can this week. Hmm. Do you think everyone is listening? I definitely believe so, Christopher. Well, hmm. If they're not... They better get on the game! You're listening to Space Coast Podcast, home of the greatest podcasts on the Space Coast. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or having your own show, email us at spacecoastpodcast at hotmail.com. Space Coast Podcast. Talk hard! Hey, welcome back. I told you it was only going to be a short break because we only got a few commercials. <laughs> Again, I want to welcome everybody that's listening, everybody that's to listen to come. Uh, I want to thank uh, producer Jesse for providing the studio. Um, we are a little bit later tonight. Usually we're at seven o'clock, but um, tonight we had to start a little bit later. Um, again, I'm, I'm retired, but I have a lot of shit that I'm doing that means nothing. So. Um, so we're, we're back here with Doug and Karen Monda. Uh, I'd like to welcome them back. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to catch up a little bit with Survive First um, and uh, see where they've been. And, I, you know, I, I want to touch and see. I haven't heard much on the um, the Honor Walk, so I don't know what's going on with that. So we'll get into that as well. So, um, Karen, uh, if you want to start us off, just tell us where you've been. Where's, where's Survive First been in the last few months? Because I know it's been a few months since we had you guys on and really talked about um, the foundation and um, the, the 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 things you've been doing to raise money to keep the th- to keep the wheels turning, you know. Uh, well, I think since the last time we've been here, Doug has done a lot of traveling to Baltimore, um, out to Arizona again. I think, right? Um, where else? 
I was at the end of the school year, so my mind just went Utah. And then last week, or this week actually, a few days ago, we got back from Saddlebrook Mm -hmm. um, over on the Gulf Coast for the Florida Police Chiefs Association conference. And that was just incredible. Um, we met a lot of amazing chiefs that truly, truly And this is where was that at? Just north of Tampa. Okay. West yes, I did see that. I did see yes. that you guys yes. were there. Um, um, and it was it was great because we got to, um, you know, just talk to a lot of chiefs out there that, that really have their um, officers' backs, and they, they truly believe in what we're doing, what other organizations are doing, and... Um, they, we really see that they're ready to, to make a change. Mm-hmm. So. so, Doug, do you see? Um, um, I know a lot of people. They say they believe, but do, are they really taking action? You know, when it comes to um, the the awareness and education, or do they have it in, in a training block where they do they have that implemented yet in some agencies in a training yeah. block that they you know like 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 we used to have you know and, and, and whether if it's a 40-hour mandatory retraining what do they throw it in there in a three-hour or four-hour block of, of of awareness of suicides and i mean because it all starts from uh, i think from post-traumatic stress but sometimes a lot of these guys bring the their personal problems and it's not maybe so related to their job but they they have a lot of personal problems and it's just i don't know i mean it, and, it, and it seems you know, we, we do you have it where it was actually could you separate the, the ones that were killed themselves from direct related from something work or is it a lot of them are um, if you get statistics and you get the, re, you know, the cause and how the mannerism. I, I can tell you from my own experience. Um, so I had two failed uh, attempts. Um, it wasn't from the job job. It was the totality of circumstances, as mm-hmm. us cop knows that term, um, uh, of accumulative is what they told me. It's a cumulative. Am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, cumulative. cumulative. My wife will say she's, she's a, a teacher. teacher right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a speech therapist. I don't, I, it's really not. I mean, this is some strong beer, but it's. Give him some Cheerios. You practice it with some Cheerios. I, I don't. Yeah, blame my, it on the beard. I called my mom the other day. She yeah, didn't even know it was much. me. She, I, she I thought it was my brother. I go, with my stupid voice, like eating scratchy, you didn't know it was me. I but finished anyway, my beard. Did you finish yours? No, I'm nursing it. I'm a, I'm a vodka drinker. This yeah. is some serious stuff. Dump here. it in I'm my a, cup if you ain't going to finish it. If you're going to nurse it, man, I'll, I'll finish it. I think I'm drooling on myself, Danny, <laughs> man. You got me on live TV drinking beer. And this and that. We got to have a, a, a little com- uh, saying about that. But yeah. anyway. Um, my own experience, I liked my job. I liked doing my job. I l- really liked the team of guys I was mm-hmm. around. I liked my employers, all that. But it was the uh, accumulative of stuff. Now, when I was at work, I'm, I w- yeah, you know, I'm a hard worker. I was mm-hmm. a go-getter, running and gunning. But when I would go home, I didn't have a good home life. And so those, it, that's when I really lost my stuff is when I was at home. So I, I, I truly believe it could be one particular thing that could drive you over. Some guys, like, uh, for example, um, a, little, a, a young man that worked for Palm Bay a few years ago who affected me horribly, was part of uh, my second downfall. He moved into my neighborhood. I had to pass his house every day. He was a Palm Bay cop. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Palm Bay cop car. And it, he, he lived at a corner of a triangle. And I had to 
you know, either went left or right. And I'd pass him. And I would always say, hey, man, I'm going to stop by there and say hi to this kid, see if he ever wants anything, you know, if he needs my help, whatever. Just be cop friendly. Mm-hmm. And because I was in my own self-pity, I never did that. I'd see him out front with his dog. He had a shepherd, right? And I would just keep blowing by. And I, and I think at the time I had a black and white. I, I don't even know if I was in a dope car. But anyway... His girlfriend broke up with him. He was 25 years old. He walked, got home from work one day, walked through the house, the backyard, as the story is told. I, I don't know the exact facts. Put a gun to his head, pulled the trigger, and killed himself. And it bothered me so much because I was like, if I could have just had five minutes of that kid's time, sure. if I would have gave him my five minutes, I probably could have said, man, there is. Really, man, at 25, some chick. So you're not going to, I mean, I think at every opportunity you get now, I don't think you're going to let that I don't slip play. by. Yeah. I, I, and I tell chiefs, and I've done it. There's plenty of guys will tell you, man, I don't care what time of the night it is, what day it is. I've jumped on a plane within an hour and flew to freaking another state to help a cop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, um, and, you know, and, and it's funny because some people who probably know me go, man, he's a freaking giant asshole. Like, why would he want to help people? Which, you know, I'd agree with him. But, I just don't want any cop to ever go what I... I'm lucky, man. I'm right. a cockroach. You can't kill me, man, right? I've proven it like three mm-hmm. or four times. Yeah. So it, I just... I don't want any cop to have to go through that. And I, and I say cop because I'm surrounded by... But the same for firefighters. We we help tons of firefighters. Well, th- I mean, this... Th- th- I mean, it extends even to just people you know that aren't in the in the in the first responding field yeah well, i mean i get you people know? from veterinarians yeah. i get all kinds of ways of life yeah so now. this is not just specifically yeah. because the the uh, do you have uh like do you have a powerpoint presentation and and you know the the um actual signs and symptoms mm-hmm. what what like the, i want to touch on just two things really quick one is what you guys were just talking about how doug said if he would have just stopped one time you know maybe that would have made a difference and one there's a big myth out there that um saying something to somebody that you think is really suffering might actually push them over the edge and and that's a myth just saying something like hey are you okay or or just something positive can be life changing it it alters his train of thought and it derails him it's like oh wait a minute you know? and, and then Ran, the two, other ran two random act of kindness yeah. simple random yes. act of kindness saved my life twice and then the other thing that i think is important is um the buzzword today is ptsd that's really you know, i think that word is of, that is uh, i think that's overly thrown out there yes because actually the data shows that um, depression and anxiety among first responders is far more prevalent than PTSD. There is PTSD Mm -hmm. out there and there's a lot um, of it, but the data actually shows that um, much of what first responders are going through really is depression and anxiety. And so we need to remember that and we need to to think about that when we think about our cops, our firefighters, um, you know, dispatch, corrections, that Mm -hmm. they may not be going through um, something from a traumatic event. Um, they may just be depressed because of things that are happening at home um, or financial problems. So. Right. Are you guys versed on PTSD, post-traumatic stress? Uh, like when you go out and you, you talk about the signs and symptoms of, of post-traumatic stress and it, it is yes. depression and it, you know, you withdraw yourself from things yes. and, you know, it could be fatigue. 
behavioral uh, a lot changes. Of the, a, lot, a lot of that. And then do you guys touch on that? And then because it doesn't mean just because you have that, you're suicidal. Right. You're not, you know, because no. I, I have those symptoms mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I've never been suicidal. I mean, but I have those symptoms of that. Am I suicidal? Absolutely not. No, no way. But right. you have those, you know, the depression, the anxiety, the, the you know, hyperness. But when you, when you do, when you start to notice those subtle changes, those subtle things, that really is when you need to, to step forward uh-huh. and, and begin to seek help or begin to, to talk to people. Or if we start noticing those subtle changes in our brothers and sisters, that's when we need to step forward and say, hey, is there something going on? I'm noticing these changes in you. Not look at them and say, well, you know, he's acting like an asshole all of a sudden and push them aside because it's a behavioral change Mm -hmm. um, and we need to act then. Do you have, um, and I notice that, you know, cops are big on these little, you know, these little, because I used to have them on a Miranda cards, you know, they're on a thing. (laughs) Do you guys have something that you can shrink down and, 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 and laminate? And you know symptoms oh, of, yeah. of this, and then throw it in their mailboxes at the police stations, or Absolutely. hand them out, and tell the guys keep it on them, and you know, and review this because you never know the life you may save. It might be your own partner, your yeah. family member. That's, that when you see that, that I mean, my, the very first time that I spoke was in Seattle, and uh, it was a big crowd. It was like an auditorium, like the King Center, and um, I watched this kid get up and leave. He's a deputy. He was in uniform, and. Um, he left and he he ended up leaving and and on stage you know you see everything I'm like oh man I remember going man mm-hmm. I'm freaking I must suck the guy just left but what he did was when I was discussing the signs and symptoms of what I went through and what to look for he left and went and got his own partner and said hey you need to come with me brought him back he didn't talk to me he talked to some other guys and when they talked to him he goes yeah you're right I was gonna go home and shoot myself tonight. So I, I, I stress that like, Hey, listen, cause you know, it's funny, you know, cops, like I'll go and speak in, at a department in front of, you know, 30 cops in a room and they're all looking at me like I'm a jerk, you know, mm-hmm. and they all got that stank ass attitude and that stank look on their well, face. Well, because they never, they, they feel like they're so hardcore that it's never, yeah. never going to happen to anyone. And, and I tell them, cause I had the same stank look up until I quit. Like yeah. I, nobody wanted to sit in the class. And so I tell them like, Hey, it may not be you. But it could be your son, it could be your neighbor, it could be your zone partner. So just listen and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And, and and through the course that I teach, when I have these certain conversations with them, every cop in the room is in tune and and agrees and says, "Oh yeah, I do that. Oh yeah, I have that. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. It comes with the career. I mean, I don't care who you are, you're going to experience it." Right. I've I've never I actually you know and I, and God damn, I tell you, I, I need to really travel with you on one of your trips. But I, you know, I've never seen actual presentation. But I, I, unfortunately, with law enforcement deaths, okay, on-duty deaths, we have there's usually some kind of capture of a video, and we're able to train. You know, they show the the faults of the officer, and we learn from that. Unfortunately, we learn from their tragic death uh, by what they did wrong, and we try to correct it. And unfortunately, with um, suicides, um, you don't have that opportunity to say. But do you have? Are you able to obtain the the uh, the mo basically of what they did and well, no. who they because it's very no. private. Yes, you know. See, so that, it's kind of hard. The numbers are skewed. I guess um, yeah. today Blue Help posted today 
There's uh, been a hundred so today. far. Yesterday or today. So we're at so we're at about a hundred. We're at about a hundred. I think it's a hundred. I could be wrong. Yeah, and I looked. But at we know that's more. But, but yeah, that's, that's only that's been reported. At. I mean, right. it's, it's got to be more. And because verified, because they do. They go and they verify yeah, they um, everything. They do a great job. And and prior to the show, you know, because um, it's it's always, and I was telling Karen, it's consistently, the suicides in law enforcement consistently surpass the line of duty deaths in law enforcement. Which um, is insane. 60. 60 law enforcement to date. Which is a lot. We've been getting a lot. Been been getting killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually share. I always get updates, and I usually share it on my Facebook, um, of, of you know, just to give awareness to people to realize what the fuck these guys deal with, and these these guys are getting killed. They're like being ambushed, and not not off duty or on duty. On, off duty, there's been people being followed, and they've been shot in the head. And That's yeah. what the hell's going? I don't get it. So we That's have true. sixty law enforcement deaths in the line of duty, and a hundred. Reported now. We're not counting the ones that have been reported because a lot suicides. They, the media they, they never want to report suicides. Once they find it's a suicide, they don't report it. No, they and, don't and, do it. and there's sometimes there's good reasonings behind it. Of course, of course. But when we want awareness, or, yeah, you know, you 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 can't you can't just go by. Well, you know, we think. I mean, and that's you know, it, it's the truth though. You know, they don't report it. I mean, I've seen many times where we were on calls, and the news media is funneled out there. And then when they find out it's a suicide, they pull away and they don't report a damn thing. Yeah. Do you think that's because, um, in general, they don't want to glorify it? I think that's what I've that's what I've heard. You know, they they, they don't want to glorify it, right. and Especially today, because unless they kill somebody and then kill themselves, then they'll report it. You know, murder suicide. Right. You know, it's like oh, and we've had that happen here in Florida a couple yeah. times. You know, one department I just met with uh, their their chief the other day, and. Uh, and it impacted the, the the department heavily. Which you let me answer that question because the first thing you asked me earlier was about the chiefs mm-hmm. and you know when and what areas are doing it. And yes, there are plenty of chiefs out there that are addressing it and implementing it. And there are certain areas like Arizona is doing wonderful stuff in Arizona. There's area certain areas. I personally think Florida. I think we're doing a horrible job. We're behind the curve. Um, there are certain chiefs. There's quite a few here um, mm-hmm. in the Satellite Beach, Cocoa. I, you, you know, I'm going to tell you, Cocoa. Mike Cantaloupe saved my life. Yeah. Um, Indian Harbor Beach, Rockledge. I, I meet with a lot. I just met with Titusville the other day. They're all on board. So it's just a matter of discussions taking place um, and implement it. Some say, oh, mental health has been implemented, mandatory. And I've seen Doug Levine's on there. I love you, Doug, man. Thank you. Um, Doug, you might be able to answer this. Did they mandate it in the d- departments or maybe Todd's on there? Todd? Hey, if anybody's excused from Friday, you are, man. You and your wife are wonderful people, man. <laughs> um, and, and me, because I have to umpire a baseball yeah, game, unfortunately. Um, so let me just tell you some real quick. Chris Fields has uh, chimed in, and he said, little laminated cards with signs. If you don't know Chris Fields, I, I'm sorry. Chris, is he the laminated? Gotta, is he no, laminated? Chris, King? remember the Oklahoma bombing? <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, the he's famous the guy. picture? Yes, That's he's the Chris. guy. Yeah. Chris is a great friend. He was on the magazine. Yeah, he's yes. on the cover of the magazine. Of, he, of not something brilliant but it was a tragic event that landed him on the right cover of, obviously yeah. and it affected him heavily yeah. in his life ruined his life um he's an advocate for mental health he is the firefighter's main guy mm-hmm. he's and he's another guy who answers his phone every day mm-hmm. for anybody who needs help um we work together um, when we get the chance and uh 
the plan is to bring them out here in the fall for the stair climb. Wow, that's nice. That's we do. Um, I, just to go back to, do we have those cards with signs and symptoms? And, and for Chris, um, yes. One, if you go to our website, we have um, a graphic there that shows all mm -hmm. the signs and symptoms. But that very same graphic we have printed out in a small card. And um, at every conference, we give out hundreds they're in all of our informational packets and then we have a stack and we say you know to every everyone who picks up a packet please here take more post them around your department um, and anyone who would need a whole bunch of them they can email us contact yeah because it'd be nice if, if, if you could get into the precincts and you know, the agencies and and um, actually, you know, um, have them stick them in each one Absolutely. of their mailboxes yeah, you know one side basically would be um, you know, post-traumatic stress signs and symptoms, and then you know, uh, suicide. However, you guys with tips, you know, and recognizing, you know, suicide and a, and a phone number to call yeah. us or website. Yeah, man. You know, actually, John Blackledge. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he's John, a reserve guy, man. He's yeah. a training guru. John like is that. a huge advocate for uh, Survive First. He's my mentor. He basically uh, has helped this get up from the ground up. Him and Doug Muldoon from Palm Bay. And John said, hey, we need to come up with like a keychain or a card or something that, you know, every, instead of coins, because, yeah. you know, we, I got millions of them, I'm not carrying them, right. but something cool that guys could put in their cars and have on them. And we just haven't come up with the right idea yet outside of the, the cards, you know, we, that you just showed, we have some of those out there, but nothing works better than a conversation. Sure. Absolutely. It's, it's been the best thing for me. You had asked me you know, about teaching and all that stuff. I, obviously, you know, I don't have any sort of degree or, I mean, I'm, you know, education, anything like that. I you have just, you have a degree I, from working the streets for many years. You right. got the, you got knowledge that people that sit in a classroom can't get. And, and <laughs> I'm a guy just, who put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger. But, so what better? Yeah. yeah. I know what suicide's like. I know you know how, you like. know the characteristics yeah. of people. Right. And I, I and so you know I it from firsthand. You don't know it from, no. you know, like a psychologist would read manuals and stuff. You know, they don't have the, you've seen it, you've done it, you've been there. Mm -hmm. I mean, who else better to experience and, and ex explain the signs and symptoms or how to recognize it from somebody who's been there, not by somebody who does it by textbook, you know, and that's, that, yeah. that's the best way. And man. nobody knew it. Nobody ever knew it. Yeah. But I'm sure if they look back now, I'm sure that they would all say, yes, now that all of the guys at the police department, mm -hmm. now that they are educated and now that they've been through it with you and, and they have been educated on the signs and symptoms, I'm sure they can look back to that time and say, yep. He had that symptom, that sure. symptom, that symptom. Yep. They're, they're so big into technology now and cameras and everything else and, and putting every effort into to uh, uh, either protecting the officer or protecting citizens or whatever, but they don't look at something. The oldest thing in history that's been going on is suicides and law enforcement and signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress. What can evolve into, you know, weak people can't decipher they have post-traumatic stress. They just think it's depression. The world's over, you know, coupled with, you know, the stress from the job, coupled with maybe they're in debt, coupled with relationships, you know, and it all compiles and it, and, and it's easy to detect trauma. if you know, yeah, if just trauma, any, any yeah. kind of trauma, if man. you know the person and it, and it can be anybody it doesn't have to be, we discussed it before. doesn't have to be, 
somebody in law enforcement. It could be your neighbor, you know, yeah. who witnessed a traumatic accident. We're just, you know, and then you see the changes that he's going through. Right. And there are very specific um, criteria for post-traumatic stress. Um, I don't know them all off the top of my head, but the flashbacks and, and the um, sensationalism, sensationalism mm-hmm. um, many uh, very specific things mm-hmm. that have to occur for PTSD, but then we have the depression and the anxiety, and then all of those coupled together. I have I have a, like I have a thing bomb. that I printed, and I think I left it home. I had it for last week uh, when we were supposed to be on air, and it was something that the agency um, put out in our DMS. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It was a pamphlet on post-traumatic stress. Power uh, DMS. Yeah, and it had it, you know, recognize, you know, the signs and symptoms and what to look for. I'm just kicking your camera there, Producer Jesse. I don't know if I – it looks good. Um, so I, I forgot that, but I highlighted a lot of things and, you know, the symptoms that it's like, it was like a, a chart. Um, so, but we're going to power, power DMS. That's what I was asking Doug, um, Doug Levine to find for me. So, you know, we all know, I'm not going to, you and I can say mm-hmm. this cause we're retired, but power DMS, that's what the mental health in, because I remember one of the Coco guys called me and said they did it. And it was ridiculous because you know, they as don't well even as read I do, it. you don't read it. You no, know you the s- end. If you can't answer the questions, like when I was in dope, Hey, uh, you know, the answer to this yeah. one and, or you make the rookie do it and keep all the answers and everybody else comes in behind mm-hmm. them and do it. We just had this conversation That's with some cheating. chiefs this week. Ah. No, Ooh. it's not. Yeah, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, <laughs> man. I ain't could be listening, yeah. man. If you ain't so, cheating, you ain't trying. But I had this conversation with some chiefs this weekend, and they said the same thing. They don't believe in the power DMS way. It's not effective. Well, it's they, they don't even it. have to read it. They can just sign it and, and move on. They can tell because what happens is when you screw up, they'll go back and see if you read that policy and it say it's 15 pages long and you were on it for three seconds and right, clicked on it. Right, Guess what? They covered their ass. Now you're on the limb, you know, for failing to read it. I'm a speed reader. Yeah. I got that from yes. the Great Space so some people, some don't people read will, anything. Some people will go on there. Um, <laughs> we, we got so much uh, impact, and I shouldn't even have talked for the first 15 minutes about, you know, crazy new stuff. But I want to touch base with Doug on this. Um, uh, he's got an event coming up Friday. So any of my local people that are here – um, Doug, if you want to explain what's going on Friday for your foundation, yeah. and then we'll then we'll jump right into your uh, we'll we'll talk about your African safari real quick, and then we're gonna wrap it up after that. But yeah, we we got so much to talk about. It's just like because you know we haven't talked in a while. So tell us what's going on yeah. this Friday night, Doug, and what what so, the cause is. So Friday night, like I, I said earlier, sorry Jesse, I'm blowing your ears out. And I want <laughs> it's ca- about time we got I'll, some volume I want a on. Car- I want a camera on him, man. It's not fair, man. <laughs> So anyway, uh, like I said earlier, the dirty or um, <laughs> the dirty or Agatha, Agatha, Aggie got me messed up with the dirty whore. But uh, so the dirty or uh, brewery here in Cocoa Village. So they made this wonderful beer for us um, to, to help us raise money. It, it has been a busy, busy year for us, man. We're, you, you know, and, and all we do is fundraise. Nobody, you know, all the money goes to the to cops and one, you know, one. One person or one firefighter we put in treatment could break the bank, you know? Yeah. And uh, so they went out of their way. They're helping us raise money. They've made this beer. Um, they've allocated 100% of the proceeds to us. And so we're released. They're having, they're doing it. They're having a release party for the beer Friday night, uh, June 28th. From 7 to 11. 7 to 11. Uh, B&H Gun Rack gave us a box full of stuff to raffle today. No firearms, guys, but... 
um, a bunch of cool stuff in there. Um, we got some from Bobby's Parkside Bobby's for the Park ladies. Side. and Some uh, beautiful necklaces and earrings that she donated for raffle. All right, this is for cops. Man. We don't know. care about that. Yeah. Bring, your, bring your ladies. <laughs> and, uh, there might be some wives <laughs> showing up. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Friday night, uh, we're going to do that. It's going to be a great time. And so let me just oh. say, time out. I got to say this, man. Okay. I got to get this. Okay. But I got to say this, too. <laughs> so... It was brought up to me like because Survive First provides a lot of lot of treatment in different whether alcoholism, drugs, you know, mental mm -hmm. health. Well, my answer to him was, listen, yeah, man, I, I had to go to treatment for alcoholism and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with it. Not every cop has a problem with alcohol. Sometimes on the way home from work or, you know, whatever he goes, cop goes home and goes sits in his backyard and has a beer. That could be what helps him that day, calms him down. From a bad call or something so no it's not a bad idea um if you do have a problem with alcohol then don't don't drink it don't come or you know support us in another way right. i need to get that little what do they call yeah. that public service announcement yeah. out yeah. i want to make because there's yeah. a bunch of haters out there you know and uh, if you don't like it too freaking bad i don't care <laughs> so the uh the other thing is yeah so there's going to be food there there's going to be uh, a bunch of cool stuff going down Please come out and support us. And plus, man, come have a good time. Come see everybody. There's going to be, a, you know, it's 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 going to be busy, man. We got a lot of people coming. It's going to be pretty neat. Um, and then Karen's giving me the eye. I am. I'm giving you the eye because this is actually important information. Um, we are going to be offering a $5 discount um, for anyone who comes to the Dirty Or on Friday night and registers for our Run for Responders 5K, which is going to be January 4th of 2020. Um, we had such a successful event this yep. past January, um, and the event sold out, and it sold out quickly. Registration's already open, um, and the early registration fee is $25. But if you come on Friday and you register on Friday, it will only be $20. So wow. um, that's a pretty good deal. And, but you must be there in order to register. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. The 5K is Yeah, be the, the 5K is awesome. Man. So that's going to be January 2020. January 4th, 2020. Jan okay. Well, hopefully it'll be cooled off by then because right now. <laughs> it was hot last year. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. I feel like I'm in Africa right now with the way the damn weather is. <laughs> it was I mean, cold in crap. Africa. Yeah, dude. It's like yeah. 40. I don't yeah, know. And, really and cool. people want to say it's the uh, the ozone layers being eaten up. You know, and they're blaming us for using aerosol cans and shit. Um, <laughs> you know you got freaking lefty over here. She's, she, she don't even let us get Notice how she quiet I was earlier in the conversation. We, we, I, I, we get in arguments in the produce section. I'm like, can you put, she buys eight apples and carries them to the car. I'm like, put them in the back. No. <laughs> It'll kill the whales. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah but I don't use the bags. So um, we're, we're kind of like moving right along, but we got so much, man. But we're, we're probably going to have to go over a few minutes. But I want to touch base with you guys. And, um, again, thank you so much for what you do with Survive First. Um, it's, it's an extremely important uh, topic. Uh, it's a serious condition, as you can tell. Um, there's more suicides every year. It, it yes. never fails, it goes, unfortunately. It it's a number higher. that does not seem to decrease. It seems to increase every year. Mm -hmm. So whatever uh, – Doug and Karen are doing and trying to prevent and provide awareness to agencies in any way they can. They can't do it without the support um, from people who believe in what they're doing and, and support financially, um, donations, uh, support their cause by going to do the run events, the Dirty Ore events. 
You can um, donate on our webpage. Yep, they've said it before. Donate on their webpage. Um, I don't know if it's tax deductible. Is it? Yes, yes it, is. it is. So we're a nonprofit. Nonprofit. So, so um, yeah, anything that that will help them to continue because you know this is not. Uh, well, fortunately, she works, and fortunately for Doug, he's retired uh, and does draw an income. But yeah, right on. But <laughs> just it's, it's four still, more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> What's in four more weeks? She's, oh. Me, I'm retired from. What? No, your Senate? pension. Oh, oh uh, yeah, my pension kicks in August first. Oh, you? Oh, that's right. Oh man. Oh, okay. I thought I you left been... two years early, but they uh, they paid me. Uh, Coco paid you know paid me for two years right. to get me by. Well, it, it's it's very uh, expensive to do the things that they're doing, um, and believe me, they're running at below cost what it would really cost. I'm sure they're digging into their own pockets um, to to keep this um, cause going. Um, they do a lot of traveling. They do have some people that do sponsor them with things, but um, without the efforts of, you know, they do fundraisers and stuff. So that's all they ask is just, just show up to these fundraisers, uh, kick in something. They might have a bucket out there. I don't know what they'll have, but, you know, there's raffles and stuff, and everything that, that you contribute goes directly towards them, um, and it's uh, it's for them to continue this um, this effort of preventing to try to bring that number down, man, to bring the number down below the, I mean, it sounds crazy, but below the line of duty deaths. So, I mean, it's, it's they're never going to be solved, just like the line of duty deaths are never going to be cured. No, but you know what? I tell people one is better than none. Yeah. I, I just, one is, is, is better than none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about time we step our game up and do something. But I wanted to add to you, one of the coolest things about this event is, like, when we did the 5K, the 5K was to bring the community to the police to see how pretty cool we are. Mm-hmm. And to the firefighters. Everybody loves the firefighters, so I'm just going to say yeah. the cops. Every, right? every holiday, they, bring, like, they get I mean, all the food they delivered. Freaking, and, they got yeah. calendars with their yeah. shirts off, you know what I mean? We, we just get freaking to get our asses kicked every yeah. week. And they get all the free food yeah, delivered, and then they give us the leftovers. Yeah. But I love them, man. I, they're yeah. all a bunch of great guys. It, 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 nothing works without them. They, they're they a necessary. Nah. Yeah, we're um, on the same team. Yeah. Man. We do a lot of work for the fire department. And it's always kind of weird because, you know, I'm a cop coming in there. But we've always been treated wonderful. Sure. You know. So what I'm trying to get at is, is it, we, we, have, we have these events and the community comes out in a big crowd and only a couple cops show up. And so sometimes oh, it's always, we, yeah, we Doug, look like Doug, idiots, that man. is, that is something that you'll never, but we got never stop. fix, man. They, they, they're the biggest procrastinators. I'm telling you. And that's but anything. It, it works. And I know it works because what's most impressive is that I get calls from deputies in Brevard and I mean, we get calls from all over the nation, but when I get calls within Brevard or, or even Orlando, I, you know, stuff like that. And I get calls from guys that I, I kind of know that I've worked with over the mm -hmm. years, you know, especially at like the SO and you know, we worked uh, side by side. I, I know them, but I don't really know them like that. And when they call and say, Hey, I got a buddy or whatever, it really feels good because people are listening and people believe in it and it works. And not only are, are we helping people, but other cops are saving other cops lives. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, we're worth cool. I mean, those guys, the, the, the guys you work with, your coworkers are the first ones to recognize because family, they just think, wow, you're pissed off, man. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, get a freaking life, get, get, you know, but we are the ones who know the signs and symptoms and what to look for. So, 
But yeah. um, yeah. Again, thank you guys for what you do and continue to do. Um, it's it's not it's never been uh, gone unrecognized and and un, you know people don't want to bring it out and say thank you to for what you do because you. it's a lot of stuff that you guys do behind the scenes that you know that most people don't recognize. Um, I'd like to see us get more involved with, um, you know, I mean, the sheriff's office is the biggest agency in the county. And, uh, I mean, I, I just hope they welcome you in there when, when it comes to speaking. It seems like there might be some resistance, and I don't know. But um, you just keep plugging away, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, sometimes it takes a tragedy to open their eyes up to see, you know, we have, I don't think, I don't think the SO's had anybody. Uh, uh, if they do, you know, he... Uh, I'll say it, you know, they're pretty good about their keeping their stuff to themselves mm -hmm. and I commend them for that. Yeah. But, um, they, uh, I communicate a lot with guys from, uh, the SO and, um, it, it may not be the big dogs cause they right. obviously CYA, we mm -hmm. all get it, but the guys and the girls, I communicate with quite a few. They actually rallied for one of their employees and did something wonderful this year um they we communicate so they believe in it um and i just met with uh she's a lieutenant joanna is a seagull mm -hmm. you know i'm bad with names yeah i had a great conversation with her she's, she's on board good. she takes yep. care of her people and yep. that's that's cool that's yeah. all right i'm good with that so let me ask you this a yes or no yes or no very simple and um oh there's the train, there's the train. nine o'clock train um and a yes or no and then i'm gonna jump right in and i'm gonna hear a little bit about your uh, african trip um Yes or no, do you feel like there are, in this entire county, all the agencies we have and all the patrol officers out there, that there is um, officers that are working currently that are suffering and fighting the demons um, of either post-traumatic stress, unrecognized, and or thoughts of suicide? Yes, Absolutely. over 50% yeah. of them. Yeah. Nine out of 10 even in some That's places. That's pretty strong. Um, yeah. And that's and and I, who knows that's what strange. brings them to to the to to cross over to actually you know follow through with that whatever they're doing not to do it is is good but I'm sure that it just takes one thing to trigger them and then they just go over and uh, let's let's hopefully that um, that never happens but you know our law enforcement officers are, are you know they're they're the the backbone to this agency or to the county and um, let's hope that never happens and hopefully that. You know, the, the times you get out there that you touch them, even though you don't speak directly to them, they listen and they're just afraid to say something and they overhear it and they kind of try to try to get themselves straight and maybe reach out for help. Nobody really wants to complete suicide. Oh, yeah. Nobody does. So it's up to us to get to them before they get to that that final yeah. straw where they feel like I don't think it's easy. Cares. I don't think it's no. easy. No, I don't think it's easy. I don't think so. But sometimes when you when you make it. You, I, you know, it's like not that I've ever, you know, known anybody that personally, but it's like as that trigger or whatever they're doing, or they engulf, ingest something, which that is, a, I mean, they it's a slow death if they ingest like chemicals or bleach or whatever. But as that trigger is being pulled or whatever they're doing, they're probably thinking, oh no, yeah. and then either they get or it's too late. I think yeah. before they actually the act is committed, they have a second thought. And then they can't go back. You can't, you can't, you know, retract what you did. So hopefully, you know, um, I but didn't. what's that? Yeah. Well, it, it, there was another cause on that one. That just, it yeah. just didn't go right. So what, which, which it went right, but it didn't go right. 
Yeah, thank so, God. Thank God. So real quick, we're going to we're gonna talk real quick because I know there's so much to cover on your Africa trip, but I want you guys to tell me, when did you go, how long were you there, and give us some highlights that you guys uh, experienced in Africa, and what did you have to do to prep yourself to go there? I mean, was there, you know, any kind of, you know, things you had to be concerned with as far as um, malaria. Malaria, that's the big thing. So go ahead. Listen, the only thing I had to prep for is buy my wife a $30 freaking hat she probably didn't wear. She uh, Did she wear Africa it? pants. Jesse, Africa pants. You know, that's, she, yeah. sort of like did Disney. Did you even wear that freaking hat? Once. Once. Yeah, sort of like Disney. They I go bought to buy another these, hat there. They buy those ridiculous hats or yeah. shit from Disney. $30 they, Columbia they, hat. They I wear got, it I got there. a boonie hat in my closet. Uh, I got tons of They wear it there. But they'll never wear it again. Yeah. It's like garbage. Bastards, but, man. So when did you fly out there? June 5th. I don't okay. remember June anything. 5th. We I were there for... I drank the whole time. June 5th to, I think, June 14th. We got back, um, and we were in the middle of the bush. How many How many days or how many times did you go out into the, into the actual field with your... Um, oh, okay, it's empty. It's, it's empty. empty. It's empty. It's <laughs> empty. Um, right. So every morning we would get a knock on our door at 5 a.m. Um, and we would have to be on the vehicle by 6 a.m. Was uh, it daylight in Africa at 5 a.m.? No, uh-uh, dark. Okay. Um, and it was cold in the morning. I mean, we were freezing. We had hot water bottles shoved up in our shirts and blankets. Damn. And, yeah, it was really cold. Um, and you'd spend about three, three and a half hours out on safari. Then you'd come back eat breakfast and then we would go on a walking safari for about an hour hour and a half um, and, and you would see these animals that you saw in your and you're walking yeah we we came across a herd of about 40 yeah. elephant um really close it's very scary when you're on foot because the rules are much much different when yeah you ain't got nothing to, to shield yourself with when you're in the vehicle the animals look at the vehicle almost as a large animal you know, you can't stand up in the vehicle. You're not allowed to. You could, but you're then you're singled out. Um, but when you are on foot, you are singled out. So the rules are much different. You walk in single file line. There's absolutely no talking. And we came around this um, corner of this dry no, river we bed. Went down into the river. Mouth yeah, into the river bed for the winter. And there were about. 40 elephant um, and they are gigantic and they had lots of babies and so they were not very happy that we were there so we had to crouch down and my poor mother she was terrified because she had been charged by an elephant on a safari once and so she just sat there for like 10 we were minutes all like just laying against the river stare. Like not <laughs> poor <moving>. thing <laughs> you know so you saw elephants Oh. We've seen it all. You see tigers, lions. Not tigers. That's Asia. Uh, but okay. Whatever. <laughs> lions, cheetahs, leopards, um, elephants, hyenas. And within close proximity. Uh, this close. I did see the video of the elephant of that the was elephant? like staring at you guys, just no. looking at you. That was him. That was, yeah. And you were, you had your head down like you didn't want to look at listen, it. Listen, man. It was this close. Because some smart ass in this far field goes, oh, you ain't such a badass now. And I said, no, I am a badass, but I know my limits. Yeah. Okay? And that an bitch elephant. was like three stories yeah. tall. Oh, okay? yeah, he had a fucking big giant tusk. And he's like, from me to Jesse. And he, I can see his beady ass, like for such a big animal, he's got a little yeah, eyeball. Yeah. And he was, and, and I was like, listen, you're going to get me, but I'm going to punch you in your face. If I'm going to get killed, I'm going to get one licking. That's what I said to him. I'm going to get one in. And so the, and Karen's got the video. So the track, or the, the, the guide, so there's, Tracker, 
who's a local on the front. Mm-hmm. He sits in that little chair. Yeah, out I saw front that. Of the yeah. Vehicle, like a the point man. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool too. So anyway, he's like, "Don't, don't flash him." Like he was pissed, like dude. He had the ears oh. out, and my brother-in-law Fucker. is sitting in front of me, and all of a sudden you see flash, oh, and yeah. I go. You mother, I was <laughs> and like, the I'm like ears, this. You know? I was frozen because yeah. this dude. So they do stuff to let you know they're about to whoop your ass. They'll put their like tusk over or trunk. their trunk over their tusk, and then they this foul man. They, they the men have oh. the ability to shoot their junk out, and, and of course like, all the women try to be cool like because <laughs> you know this telephone pole from hell shoots yeah, out it's right. Crazy. So we all it's, it's and they bang it on the ground. Yeah, they do. They can reach the ground. And then they bang. I was more like, hey, man, you touch me with that thing. I'm a, we going to fight for real, man. I, and so they give, and so he was given the signs. And so basically they just say, hey, don't move. Just chill out. He'll walk away. You know, if you see everything in Africa, if you run, you're prey. Everything yeah. runs. Like all the animals all day long. It's like the cartoons. All they do is wake up and and all day long go, oh, God, I hope this thing don't kill me. <laughs> that's how they spend yeah. their day. And so you have to remain calm. And, you know, and, and they do. Like he came up from me to Jesse and was like sniffing and staring me down. Obviously, he realized I was crapping my pants mm-hmm. and he moved on. So what do they what do they what do these uh, point men have in case? Shit goes south. Man, they got some <laughs> raggedy ass shit. I, it, it's a big bullet. I, it's a, and, and you think I would know this? It's a, probably it's like a, a fifty it's, cal or it's, something. It's, it's no, it's a step up. Uh, unless any of the guys are listening, they could tell us. It's a step up from the three hundred wood mag, and um, it, it's a pretty damn big bullet. But the gun doesn't make me happy. It didn't look too appealing. Right. Yeah. It looks fans. like something you give your 13 year old. I was like, oh, yeah. like, no scope, like to be precision. <laughs> well, and, fuck, and if they're that funny, close, you don't yeah, need a goddamn yeah. scope. Every every <laughs> year, two years in a row, the guy goes, Hey, Doug, man, if something happens, I'm throwing you the rifle because you won't miss. I'm like, Dude, for real, man? Like, what kind of shit y'all got? So, me? so Karen had showed me before the show um, a video that they had at night um, of a, of a, it was lion. It was a two, tiger, lion. two lionesses and they had killed a zebra. So they had been eating it all day. Um, and we had seen them in the morning and we came back at night and it was pitch dark. And the same um, ones were still there. The eating same it. ones were still there eating. Jeez. Their bellies were full. Um, and the hyenas had started to move in, but it, it started with maybe like two hyena and they come in and. Um, and it didn't work because two hyena against two lionesses is not going to work. So they run off and they start howling and laughing and baby crying. I, I mean, the sound like a hundred different sounds. I, really so scary, man. forty minutes. There were probably like four or five different attack waves in forty-five minutes, and every one they would call more hyena and more hyena would show How up. far did that tra- that voice travel to alert? They said like eight miles. Oh, my God. It, it, it's frightening. At one point, because at night, on not on all the animals, but on the cats and the hyena, you can shine a spotlight on them, and it doesn't bother their eyes. Any other animal, they don't, because then it, makes the, it blinds right. them and it makes them prey. Um, so they had the spotlight on these animals, um, and then at one point, they turned the spotlights off and um for about i it felt like it was an hour but it was probably 60 seconds and you could just hear the cackling and laughing surrounding us you could hear them breathing 
um, just surrounding us and the lions, and it was frightening. It's, it's militaristic. Yeah. It's an assault. They'll wow. send, so there was two lions, and you, two lions could probably take out 12 hyena, right? So they send two in. Or they'll send a, a wave, and it's funny how they're in sync, mm -hmm. and and they what they do together. is they see how many there they're are. They're very strategic, and man. then they come, yes. and and then they see what they're gonna do, and then they leave, and they come back with more, and they <laughs> see their strengths and weakness, and it, you, you got to watch the video. The whole thing goes down. It it's it's really pretty cool. Wow! But I've seen this line go from probably forty yards. Mm -hmm. And he hits his hyena in the face, and he launched the hyena right in the side <laughs> of the safari truck next to us. And in one leap. I mean, it, it's amazing the distance they can cover in one second flat. But then the coolest thing of the whole, the whole part was it was about to go down. Uh, it, it was about to, like the fight was about to right. happen. And then there were two sisters, females, and what they did Lions. was they two female lions they 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 went head to head and they rubbed their they hooked their heads and rubbed like and then they cats. went head to tail and they wrapped their tails around each other's head and what the guy told us was that was them letting each other know reassuring i got your back hmm. we're, we're about neat. to fight i'm here i'm with to you to death like let's go and man i'll tell you they, they hyenas outnumbered them and, and ran them off but i seen a couple them lions get a couple licks in man like wow. ferocious we, we had a one night we were coming from dinner um and we were walking it was me doug and my sister and we were walking down the the sidewalk to go to our you know our little lodges and um there was a hyena walking down the sidewalk toward us <laughs> looking for scraps that was, like, oh. that was crazy wow, good time man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd love to talk to you guys more about it, um, but we're, we're on overtime here with Jesse. Um, we already had the 9 o'clock train go through. Um, Thanks, Jesse. What, so uh, the final thoughts on this uh, African safari, I mean, I'm sure you guys recommend that for anybody. And all this goes down, all these events where you see these animals are within how many feet? Right next to you. Right next to you. Yeah. You can yeah. Touch this guy's afraid of clowns and stuff, but he'll stare an elephant in the face, it, you know. I'm scared then, too. It's scary, but I, I think that um, we have some amazing pictures. But what we tell people is that our, our pictures and our stories, they don't do it justice. We brought a, yeah. two friends with us this time, and they had seen our pictures. And um, just on the first day, they were in awe. They couldn't believe that they were actually sitting there. In so the this second office. time you went now, this is the second time, did you stay at the same place? Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing? And what is the name of that place? Elephant Plains Game Lodge. It's in Sabi Sands, which is um, just, it's part of Kruger National Park, and, but it's a game resort. And, and these animals are there all, they're not fenced in, so they're, they're no. they know where to go. No. Yeah. Yeah, wow, they, man. I think the closest thing you can get to and this state is Lion Country Safari down in Loxahatchee. Or what's that place at Disney? Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Man, them things are all drugged up, man. This I've never seen one even on its two, uh, this, four legs. This Fuckers are, are always laying around we, all drugged up. We even got in a stone. wild dog hunt, man, with the wild dogs. It's, it, it's pretty cool. The coolest part is, and we'll wrap it up, the coolest part is it m makes you come home and go, what the hell do I got to bitch about? Yeah. We are a bunch of spoiled yeah. babies oh, in yeah. the United States. These people have nothing 
they don't want nothing. They just care about yeah, each other. They're, they're the, great. They're, they're amazing people. We've become I, friends with them. I have. If you go on my Facebook, you'll see some of the guys that live yeah, there. I've seen uh, Karen out a bunch of kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, I visited a primary school. school. Uh, it, it's pretty it cool. It was amazing. And we get to check out. I'm sure they got offers for you for a school teacher over there. Oh, man, I would go there in a heartbeat and teach yeah. those kids. We I brought stickers. and I mean, they have nothing. It's like school with just concrete blocks and dirt. Um, and we brought stickers and pencils, and, and the kids were just wow. so grateful. And the guys, the, the trackers and the guides, they asked me to come back with my guys, uh, trained guys like mm-hmm. yourself, to come there and train them. They have really? no training, they have no money, they want to learn oh tactics. They, they don't even have, like, I, we brought them flashlights, I brought them night vision. They don't even have, you know, gear. They don't make that kind of money. And, you know, we come over there, and, you know, it's kind of embarrassing in a sense. But uh, because they work for little and they have not, you know, like they work to buy a brick to build, to their, build home. their home. Are you freaking kidding no me? No running water. And they got a crap out in the backyard <laughs> in a in a bucket with a free, and they have to bring somebody with them to look around, make sure no lions yeah. in the backyard wow. get ready to take them out. Well, well. Think uh, of that when you go home tonight. <laughs> well, I want to welcome you guys back <laughs> on, man. That is, that that is, inc- I, I think everybody should experience that um, and actually see. The, the the great wealth that we have over here um, that I mean the little things that we take for granted those things it's like a, a life-changing experience for them you know so um, I want to thank producer Jesse for providing a studio tonight on a Wednesday night at a late night at eight o'clock um, I want to thank Karen and Doug for um, showing up tonight um, giving us some uh, updates on survive first um, like I said, we, we just have so much. To t- I haven't seen them and talked to them in a while, so it's been there's just so much to go. We could probably go on and on and on. You know, I, I mean, I cut survive first short. I, I didn't think it was going to go on this far, but I shouldn't even have talked about the bullshit that I started out with. And I, I kind of can't go back now, but um, <laughs> that's all right. Man, I forgive got, you. Yeah, we got, but we got the message for those that are watching this and uh, and looking at the, the 2020 Democratic, which I don't even give two shits about. <laughs> Um, it's fucking comic relief, but um, um, again, you know, support support our country, support our president, support you know the, the things that he's doing. Um, if if you have issues with the way this country's doing and what the the route they're taking, then get the hell out and you know don't don't be so damn critical. You know, um, the best thing was ever told to me when I as a uh, I forget I remember somebody told me. If you don't like the way the boss is doing the job, take his job and do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Producer Jesse, thank you. Um, again, we had some uh, technical difficulties last week, but uh, we'll be back on. We're going to try to stay consistent. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have uh, AJ with Beaumont Builders, um, who's going to be co-chair. We'll, we'll have a, a new name coming up if he's going to be all in. And uh, we'll, we'll have um, – an opportunity to have more shows because again um you know i fund all this by myself and um it's it's uh, stress relief for me so the more assistance i can get from uh, if i want to have somebody join on and um and you know be a, a duo it'd be great to have it's, it's good it's a good relaxing thing you know you get to voice your own opinions you can say what you want and unedited so again thanks doug thanks karen Glad Thank you guys you. made it back safe from Africa. Thank you. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. <laughs> There's nothing that a hundred million men could ever do. So, hey, thanks again. Hey, go to Dirty Or Friday night if yes. you got time. Saturday, 7 o'clock. 
Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Support uh, Survive First. Um, check out their website, man, Survive First. Um, on Facebook, SurviveFirst.us. Um, get involved. Um, they, they, I mean, anything helps, man. Even just support, man. That's just all they on, recognition. Man. Share it. Share their Facebook page. Whatever it is, man. Get that word out. Thanks again, Jesse, for uh, providing everything tonight. You did a great job. Um, and actually, the air was pretty cool tonight. So thank you again, everybody. Have a great man. night. They already got their headphones off. They're fucking done, man. I'm like, right, shit. That's past my bed. Yeah, I know, watch right? I'm tired. Yeah. I go to bed at 8. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. And uh, God bless.